going on, everybody? This is EK, the DJ, alongside Miss Courtney. Hi, guys. And we are here to bring you your weekly dose of weird and unexplained and just stuff we want to know more about, curiosities and <laughs> yeah, things that questions that need answers. Yes. So we are going to uh, first start off with how's your week been? Pretty good. Pretty a lot, good. A lot of stuff going on here nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> You're just here Tuesday. Yep. I was here Tuesday. And we got um, we had a couple new shows start on Monday. Yes, there were new shows on Monday. Uh, Lost in the Long Box did their premiere episode at seven, uh, and that's a show about comic books and uh, review, reviewing comic. Essentially, it's about a show about comic books. It's in, in a nutshell. Lost in the Long Box. Yeah. Um, very pure. Uh, then we followed that up with the Shock Monkey. I'm sorry. That's Tuesday. We followed that up with uh, <laughs> DJ 360's 360 mm-hmm. Real Talk. Um, I got to listen to that. I couldn't catch it live. Well, so, it's going to be both live and uh, and syndicated. And also, there will be a video component where you, oh. can watch, you can watch on Facebook Live as well. Sweet. So for those people that can't catch the video feed, you can always get the syndicated podcast uh, from iTunes or, or wherever. I'll have to look for it and subscribe. Most definitely. And then Tuesdays, we've got our regular gambits, the long time shows. Uh, the Return of the Plank, of course, needs to be mentioned. Uh, but Shock Monkeys Below the Deck, you guys should be familiar. And then uh, Otherland Dreams, which is a show about shamanism, mysticism. There's some horoscopes in there and just general gorilla goodness. Um, and then Wednesdays, we do another video show, Raw Wisdom, which is kind of like a help, self help kind of. Self-help with a dose of real talk. Yeah. Uh, very, very uh, blunt and in your face. I just, I just, uh, I said real talk again because it's now it's in my head because yeah. 360 real talk. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Wednesday evenings, we do our FXBG Pirate Gamers. Now, this is less of a, it's, 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 it's not really a podcast. It's just a bunch of local guys, geeky guys that like to play tabletop games. And we all just hang out here and play games. And we just, we invite you to come and just listen or, 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 you know, if you, if you reach out to us and we, we have an off night where, we're, where we've got room to play with 16 players, we, you know, we played, we played this game Werewolf, which is apparently a lot of fun with a lot of people. Huh. Um, so, you know, we're always open to, if we can get a good, good group together, a good gaming group, we can always rotate people in and out. Um, right now we're playing, cool. right now we're playing Vampire the Masquerade, which is, uh, just an old tabletop game, which is a lot of fun for me. Hmm. Um, Thursday nights, the Scarlet Line, a show, uh. A show, in a nutshell, about feminism, but that's so not a good description. Uh, if I, I really can't give it a good description, but if you're curious about a feminine perspective that you may not be familiar with, I guarantee that if you listen to that show, you're going to hear one. Um, yeah. Center of Infinity. That's this show. That's uh, us. Stick around, you'll find out what we're about. Yeah. Uh, and then following this show tonight, another new show, The Beat. Yeah. FXB, the Beat of FXBG. Yeah. Um, it's basically, uh, you know, those those tat sheet, you know, the the cosmos and and the the modern women's and all the the magazines that you get at the store that tell you how to live your sex life, yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, uh, and and what what do's and don'ts of relationships and you know stuff like that. You know, it's just it's your magazine, but you don't have to deal with the uh, in your face makeup ads every three pages. That's true. Uh, That's and, good. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. And then Friday nights, you can ch- catch Mike doing his three hour block. Of the Great Geek Refuge. Now, the interesting thing about Great Geek Refuge is the live broadcast, you can get it all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you miss the live broadcast, you got to wait because he releases them in parts. So make sure that oh, you subscribe, man. subscribe, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. <laughs> like, share, subscribe. i got to make a 
a soundbite for that. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe, and then yep. like a bunch of echoes. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, we'll have yeah. to do that later. Of course. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much our gambit. Uh, Friday nights, I'm also downtown at Spencer Devon Brewing. I've been there mm-hmm. for a while doing karaoke, and then the first Friday of the month, we do drag shows. Um, cool. And then, you know, outside of radio station stuff, Courtney mm-hmm. is also known as the 540 foodie chick. Yeah. And she makes all kinds of delicious treats. I make goodies. Oh, they're so good. So much. I, Everybody I, loved goodies. I have been spoiled rotten these, <laughs> this, these past three months with just a, a delicious homemade treat every every week, and it's been great. Uh, last last week we had a, a very special bruschetta um, that ha- was loaded with all kinds of uh, vitamin goodness uh, to correlate with our vitamin show. Yeah, and that was really cool. Um, so yeah, that's us. And we're going to jump into our show this week. Yeah. Um, why don't you give an introduction to what we're going to be talking about tonight? Sure. So um, tonight I so tonight was actually our episode was inspired by Mac Miller. Um, just because I don't know if you've seen, if you saw that his recent death, um, I think that it was a little bit ironic um, in July, he released a single called Self Care. And, mm. <laughs> yeah. And in the in the single, um, do you remember that scene from Kill Bill where... There were a lot of scenes I in know, Kill Bill. I know. I'm going to explain it. <laughs> um, where, where there's a person in a coffin... And they they have like they start like they get a cigarette out of their boot and like they're smoking it and then um, they start like punching the one inch punch yeah. out to get out of the coffin. Yep. So in in that video, he uh, he like scribbles "Momentum Mori" on it, um, and loosely translated, it means "Remember Death." Um, most people think that it's more like a remember that you have to die kind of thing. So it's too, you know, I, I, my personal take on it is, um, if you remember that you have to die, you will be a better person in life. But yeah, I don't know if that's everyone's view on it. I think that. (laughs) I think that that's a, that's a pretty good synopsis of what that means. Like remem- remembering death, and and there are a lot of things um, that can be interpreted as mementoris. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, keeping uh, keeping the obituaries of, of past loved ones, you know, in a, in a very visible place. Um, that's a you know that could be considered a mentimori. Like every time, you know, I, I recently lost my my younger brother and sister mm-hmm. uh, in the past year, and I keep their their obituary bookmark cards that, that the funeral home gave us. I keep them on display in my yeah. uh, in my front in my front room. So when I get home from work, I see their faces. I'm I'm remembered. You know, life is short. Life is precious. Tell the ones you love you love them. Yeah. You know, it's I I think that. As horrifying an experience it, it was to lose them, I think it's made me a more conscious person of 
let that life is fleeting. Yeah. You know, I, I just moments with my son. Every moment matters. Yeah. Every every moment from from just sitting in silence together watching watching TV or you know, when he says, Daddy, play with me, you know, I don't I need to stop what I'm doing. I need to get down on my hands and knees and play some Legos with him because <laughs> Yeah. There's gonna come a time when I'm gonna be too old to get on my hands and knees and, and, and play with you know play with his, his kids, kids you know, or like, help so him with I, something. You know, yeah. These precious moments, they matter, every single one of them. Yeah. It's very true. So while I'm pulling up the outline, uh-huh. um, do you want to go into the first sure. story? So the first story comes to us from Artnet News. Um, seven ways of looking at Memento Mori. Um, art history's spookiest and most min- misunderstood genre. So, um, the first half of the article is pretty much like what we just talked about, people's interpretations of everything. Um, but the first, um, the first memento mori is look beyond, um, look beyond the yuck factor. And all of this, you have to remember all of this is from like an art perspective. Um, so it's not just, you know, they're telling you that it's not just a terrible thing. Um, sometimes, you know, it talks about you'll, you'll see something and you'll show somebody something and they'll think, ooh, um, they'll look at, they'll look at, um, the thing that you show them decaying and they'll think that it's weird. Oh no, sorry. What did you do? I, I pushed, I must have hit an ad on accident. Oh no! (laughs) At least it popped back up pretty fast. Um, So some of the small skull sculptures and uh, exhibition features from um, tiny pinpricks above the eyes to the cheekbones. At first, um, when they open up things and um, the works around them are made, like medieval researchers um, were increasingly dissecting the study of corpses and they're putting in a level of detail of work. So there's this, it's going to be really cool to show you on the landing page because. So I feel like this is more like for the, the perspective that they're using would be more accurately described as an ours moment, uh, ours moriendi, which is the art of dying. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I, I, I dig it. Okay. I dig it. Um, I really like some of the examples, and we're gonna post the uh, links um, in, in our landing page when the episode's complete. Yeah, looking at it um, is more cool than the, the crystals. <laughs> the crystal in, in engrossed skull at the very top is is really awesome. It's called it's Damien Hirst's uh, for the love of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, created in two thousand seven, it looks like. Um, it's really it's really cool. It just looks really cool, and it's and it's a piece of art. Yeah. Uh, and then that that the master Yim of Zwale uh was another really crazy one. It's late it's a late fifteenth century Memento Mori piece. Um and it's like a it looks like it might be a uh, it's a skeleton, but there's there's it's not anatomically correct, it doesn't seem. <laughs> right. Um, is that a is that a critter inside the the gut cavity they're going on to yes the, it's like a, um like they're like li- lizards t- yeah it's a snake yeah. crawling through its eyes mm-hmm. 
I really like the next one. The um, looks like an ivory piece. Uh huh. It's, it's a pra- oh. it's a prayer bead. That's a bead. It's probably tiny. <laughs> anyway, there's there's a really cool article just for the pictures. Yeah. And then, like you said, looking beyond the yuck factor, that's like when you look at these pieces, there's definitely some morbidity to it. There's uh there's snakes and critters crawling through the through mm-hmm. veins. Um, you know, you're not seeing blood. Uh, at least not so far. Um, right. It's mostly carvings, it appears, and drawings. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. Look pa- looking past the yuck factor to appreciate. I totally get that. Um, I mean, I just—it's really neat that somebody took the time to carve out these little like prayer beads and stuff like that. Like um, closer to like close to the top of the article, there was one that is like um little skulls and it's on like a chain kind of thing which is neat yeah almost like a rosary type thing i dig that sort of so um you should consider them in the context of morality and not religion mm-hmm. um which is uh it's kind of a tough thing to do in general um but like memento mori ivories which were Mostly created by artisans and and and, and artisan artisans, mm-hmm. um, and sold to the wealthy specifically. Um, like the church wasn't ordering them, you know, but the, these people they were making like rosaries out of ivory beads that were carved into intricate skulls, and um, and while they may have been used that way, it was more about invoking. It's more about provoking thought than to, to be used for a religious purpose. Like right. the, art, the artists weren't trying to promote any religion. Um, devils in the details. Point number three. Yep. Um. So, sorry, I scrolled back up. No worries. <laughs> um, so, so it's all about looking closely. So. Because I've I've said the word intricate 16 times already, I'm going to say it a 17th. Um, they're very intricate carvings. And the, and when you look closer, you notice more things. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I was looking at the, the picture earlier on in the article of the of the uh, the skeleton with the snake carving through and it had like a little critter in the in the gut cavity. Um, I didn't notice those things at first, you know, because you see the skull. You see, right. the, you see the, con- you see the contorted body. Um, but when you really look into the details, like you, you, you see that the, the feet are in a position that don't look like the way they're supposed to be. Um, but yeah, the, it, and then going down, like looking, looking at some of the other pieces, like these are very painstakingly, the art, the, the passion was in the art. Yeah. You know? Um, I, th- I think in sort of like each explanation of everything kind of just keeps going back to the fact that they're like very intricate and, um, you know, so people really had like a passion for doing this. Um, it wasn't something that they were just like, bam, here it is. Um, because even number four is objects are meant to be seen and not used. Um, Ivory is soft enough that you can really um, rub it down. It absorbs oil. Um, it absorbs your skin oil and takes on 
um, different colors, that kind of thing. Yeah, if you if you've ever had any any piece of ivory, like the more it gets handled, that kind of yellows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you know, it says they look like prayer beads, but no one has ever really necessarily prayed with them. Um, a lot of, uh, religious people would hang them from their belts and it was more of a show sign of prayer rather than physically praying with it. Uh, yeah, that, I, I definitely dig that. Um, so, so hit the next point too. Okay, um, so five was look out for unusual perspectives. Although frontal views of skulls are easily rendered, uh, making the drawings of skulls and memento mori objects are considerably more abstract. And that's, you know, exactly what we were just talking about, how um, the jawline might have, like, worms in it or the... Eye sockets might have, like, creatures crawling out of them. Um, E.K. referenced the fact that the torso part had, like, um, some kind of, like, lizard or serpent sort of thing. Um, so they're totally obsessed with the undersides of skulls and pointing out, um, pointing out all of the reasons why things happen, things that are depicted in death and... Um, you know, underneath death, what happens when you die. Uh, people are obsessed with the idea that your face conveys something really essential to who you are. At the time, there was a counter push, which was, um, is that your face goes away. Uh, so the sort of, so they would make these carvings to sort of like retort your face. Um, the underside of the skull rendered with a complex shortening, um, artists, artists would explore the ideas of the bodies and empty shells of death. The underside of the skull looked like the surface of the moon. Um, some of the artists would say it has nothing to do with human appearance in recognizing, <clears throat> recognition that way it's an abstraction. So, number six, uh, don't romanticize medieval morbidity. Uh, they tell you not to really, like, read in too much to the abundance of skulls um, associated with Memento Mori. Uh, however, death was more, was more um, conspicuous in the medieval world. But viewers should... Uh, Sorry, I'm reading this on my phone and it's like ter it's terrible for your eyes. Well, it's not. <laughs> it's not that. It's like the um, like the the last half of the sentences are like cut off. Ah, uh, so yeah. So <laughs> so what I liked about the but anyway don't romant don't romanticize medieval morbidity. Uh huh. Um, I like the quote. Uh, and I don't know who I don't. Uh, where does it say? Where's the quote person? Like the carpe diem part, or no? The modern world still wrestles with pandemics like Spanish uh -oh. flu and AIDS, and as bookends of the 20th century, mm -hmm. and Zika at the beginning of the 21st. At the end of the day, we can all run marathons and eat kale until the cows come home. But let's not kid ourselves; none of us getting out of here alive. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep on eating healthy and doing your exercises. <laughs> Boy, you're gonna live four more years than me, right. realistically. 
in the grand scheme of things, is it worth doing all that extra work just for an extra four years when you could be enjoying a nice greasy piece of pizza? Yeah. Uh, you know, or taking your kids out for ice cream. Right. Enjoy the moments. <laughs> you're going to work your entire life to gain an extra four years, and then that extra four years you're not going to be able to enjoy. Uh, I cannot remember where the quote came from. Um, but there is a quote that says, in death, like in the last moments of death, nobody ever thinks, gee, I should have spent more time at the office. Yep, yep. I've, I've heard that <laughs> one before. So, okay, number seven, the start of a long legacy. Uh, Memento Mori objects were inspired by Dutch artists living more than a, a century later to create works um, in similar in similar genre called uh, vantas, van, vantitas. How do you think you say that? Am I saying it right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's a little bit of a Latin word. Um, but yeah, so it goes on to talk about like the symbolism of it all and um, the Dutch painter that beautifully rendered um, each drop of an insect's wing on to what a grape looks like that would have been ta- that took him a week to paint. Um, it's all very like ominous undertones, all that sort of thing. So that'll be on the landing page so you can see all the really cool stuff. Yes, indeed. Um, the next article we have today uh, is uh, the reminder we all need. Uh, it's from the Daily Stoic. Uh, my, 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 we'll, once again, we'll, we'll post that link. Um, I love the quote that starts the article. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let us prepare our minds as if we've come to the very end of life. Let us postpone nothing. Let us balance life's books each day. The one who puts the finishing touches on their life each day is never short of time. Uh, and that's a quote from Seneca. Um, the I can I can simplify this into one word. Yeah. YOLO. Yeah. Essentially, but not <laughs> but but not the douchey like uh, beach guy beach frat guy YOLO. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, constantly acknowledging that, like, this is it. This is it. Yep. Living life that way. This is it. Am I ready? Is everyone around me ready? You know, that, that arg that screaming argument with, with, with your parents, you know, where you, you stormed your, you stormed your door out. You know, if you pass away, are they, are they going to live with the torture of not getting to make that up and, and reconcile before? You know, the end, the, you know, I probably could have worded that better. <laughs> no, it's okay. I've been you, struggling with words all night, too. I don't you, really know fight, what happened. You, you fight with people close to you, and then you walk away, and then what happens if you get a car into a car accident on the, on the, on the way home? You know, you, you ended, that person's got to live the rest of their life with that burden on their shoulders of, you know, did they know that I really cared? Did they know that it wasn't that big a deal? Did they know that I really wasn't that angry? Like, you gotta, you gotta watch those moments. Um... It's important. It's it's important to really appreciate life. You're mortal. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're all mortal, and our ego uh, keeps us from from getting close to the reality of that. You know, we all feel invincible in the moment, and that's just just not an accurate. <laughs> it's just not an accurate way of living. 
Um, and, and it's a good reminder and exercise to take part of Memento Mori, um, which, you know, is, we've already discussed, the ancient practice of reflection on mortality. And this goes back to Socrates, who said um, that the proper practice of philosophy is, quote, about nothing else but dying and being dead. Um, in early Buddhist texts, um, uh, there's this word, maranasati, which is the one with that uh, Courtney was just bringing up. Uh, it translates to remember death. Um, some Sufis have, call, uh, have been called the people of the graves uh, because their practice of frequenting graveyards to ponder on death and one's mortality. So this is like a common theme across many cultures, you know, this... Uh, and and even you know more more popular more familiar ones uh, the 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 Spanish Day of the Dead, um, it's you know that's a reflection on death and it, you know it's 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 an, it's a, a memento mori event. Um, Cordy, what do you think about the Day of the Dead as far as uh, like like the Day of the Dead itself is one giant memento mori event, right? I mean, it is. I mean, it's nothing um, but a reflection on the lives of those lost. and Right. And, it's exactly, it's how the Spanish culture um, actually deals with death. It's how they celebrate it. Um, there was an Egyptian custom uh, where uh, a skeleton would be, would, uh, would be brought out and people would cheer, drink and be merry for when you're dead, you'll still look, you'll look like this. Um <laughs> So I mean, like this is this is just across so many cultures, and uh, there's a guy Marcus Aurelius who wrote uh, that you could leave life right now uh, and let that determine what you do and say and think. Um, now that's that's a reminder to to live a life of virtue now uh, and not wait because when you wait, it's too late. You know, because well, you can't fix shit when you're dead. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's very true. So. um are we ready to move on? I mean, I kind of, I kind of hit the bold points on this one. There's a lot left to this article, but like I said, you can, we'll, we will be posting the landing page. Um, yeah, yeah, you can definitely. We can move on to the next segment. Okay, because I was waiting for the next segment. I, I missed lunch. So. <laughs> okay, it's snack time, and I love. Did you did you find our sound clip? Yes, I did. Are, are you asking me to play it? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna eat it. And I am. So what do we have this week? No, wait, don't tell me. I gotta take a bite first. So okay. every, every week, uh, do it. Courtney, the 540 foodie chick, brings me a delicious treat. And we call this Mystery Munchies because I really don't know what it is that she brought me. And there's no really rules. He doesn't know what it is I, until he eats yeah. it. There's no really, there's no <laughs> rules or anything. It, it could be dog poop with icing on it, and I gotta eat it. Well, now that I know, I can do anything now. Okay. <laughs> well, this is a sweet bread uh-huh. with um. What is it? Nuts in it. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess I should have asked you if you had a nut allergy. I didn't think about that. I got no <laughs> allergies. Hopefully you don't die. I got no allergies. <laughs> it is safe. Um, what, what, did I, what am I eating? What is this? So you're eating banana bread. Banana bread. Yeah. It's banana bread. That's good. 
So the people, they can find me at 540foodychick um, at gmail.com. That's how you can contact me. You can also contact me on Facebook. And, uh, and for real, like it's not even like <laughs> banana bread. Banana bread is like not a good enough description. This is delicious. It's moist. It's it's tasty. It makes your mouth water. <laughs> this is good bread, folks. She made me this thing a couple weeks ago. It was called a beignet. I never even heard that word in my entire life. And uh, you and Nick, it is so funny that you keep going back to the beignet. Oh, because it's so it's fun to it's fun to say. <laughs> Uh, and you know, in my head, in my head, I ate it and I was like, yay, yay. It was such a fitting name. You're so funny. And then, oh, that bruschetta, that bruschetta was so damn good. Um, everything, everything, uh, 540 foodie chick banks is awesome. So get in touch with Courtney. Get Get something to eat. Yeah. Um, I think it's time for the weird news. (laughs) No, not yet. I was going to say, I totally forgot. I'm teaching an apple pie making class. Ooh. So if you want information on that, you can email me at 540foodiechick at gmail.com. There we go. Okay, now play and your if you're, And if you're Jason Biggs, you're not allowed <laughs> to take this class. Yep. No. You've this, done enough damage this to This is pies. a strictly fall class. These are for, you know, the white girls in the Ugg boots. Oh, dig it. With their Starbucks lattes. Can we make, can we make a pumpkin spice apple pie? Yes. That's unique. Because why not? That's unique. It would be a unique combination it of flavors. It would probably work. All right. That's a challenge. <laughs> I'll buy a whole pie from you right All here right. on the spot. I'm committed to that sale. Cool. I'm going to surprise the hell out of my parents for Thanksgiving. Sweet. All right. It's time What's going to happen? Weird, time for the weird news. All right, so in this week's weird... No. 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 I know, you're not a spider person. For real? Who steals (laughs) spiders? I know. Thousands, thousands Thousands of spiders spiders stolen. Mm Mm-hmm. Why? why, Who's keeping thousands of spiders? Why are there a thousand spiders in one place for someone to steal? The better question is, is how... um, You want arachnophobia? Because this is how you get arachnophobia. Yeah. The better question is, how did they possibly come up with a dollar amount to put on? Seven thousand. Seven thousand spiders, Courtney. Seven thousand. I know, but that's what did you see? Did you see right underneath of it? It says it's estimated that the stolen creepy crawlies are worth up to fifty thousand dollars. For what? $50,000. The thieves made off with 90% of the museum's collection. Mm-hmm. 90%. What are they going to do with them? Do you think they're going to sell them? One of them, one of them was a, a six-eyed sand spider uh, whose bite can rot 25% of their victim's body. <gasps> you know what? I bet the mob stole them. What? What would the mob need with... It kills people and doesn't link them to it. Oh come on! Yeah. If somebody <laughs> died, deaths. exactly. If somebody died from a sand spider bite, I think they'd be able to say, "Hey, this was probably the thieves that stole the spiders." <laughs> In the middle of like you know Philly, sand spiders. And meanwhile, okay, so 
the Mother Nature Network tweets out a picture of the six-eyed sand spider. Mm-hmm. So if you see this spider, please let the Philadelphia Inspectorium know. This spider along with it. If I see that spider, it's being under my boot. She's and they're never <laughs> getting it back. That's probably With great power comes great responsibility. And, and my responsibility is to kill that fucking spider before it bites me. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, you know, in, 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 ret- in retrospect, though, I'm glad it happened in Philly. Yeah, and I hope that I hope and that somebody is releasing. I hope that they're releasing it on pedophilic priests. Oh, because that's where that ring went. Was what happened, right? That pedophile ring that they found was oh. up, it was up in the, is it? the churches in Philly. Yeah, I had no idea. It was a news story a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so uh, I thought maybe you just had something against Philly. How messed up is it? Is like that they used the term "creepy crawlies." To describe this as if that was going to soften the blow right. of there being thousands of spiders missing. Right. Instead of just saying spiders and, you know, calling a spade a spade, it's creepy crawly. Hey, they've got they've got some thoughts, though. They think that uh, maybe the thieves are former employees. Mm. Could be. So uh, several of the thieves left a bizarre calling card by sticking their uniforms to the wall with steak knives. So, okay, wait. Authorities believe the thieves previously worked at the museum and were dismissed for extremely good reasons. Uh, and then they say why they think this. Because the thieves left their old uniforms to the wall with steak knives. Yeah, that's a pretty good indicator that it, they used to work there. Yeah. Um, you guys are caught, bro. <laughs> you messed up. They're going to be able to figure out who they fired. Yeah. And chase you down. That's I, I don't like it. I don't like spiders, damn it. <laughs> I nope. just thought it was weird. It was weird that people stole spiders. It was weird that the whole museum has spiders. There was a skink in my room the other day. What is that? It's like a it's like a lizard kind of. Uh-huh. It's like it's like like a like a Oh, like those little blue things? Yeah, they're like with, with the spots on them. Yeah, then it's like they, they Yeah. Sh- they shimmy when they walk. Yeah. Um it was like 6 inches long. The thing was huge. Just running around on the floor. That's too much. Nope. Nope. Got it out the house though. Had a, a, my room. Well, my roommate got it out the house. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> messing with no damn skink. That's okay. Um. Uh, okay. I re- so, okay. So the best part. Of, the best part of the next picture is, uh, the next part of the next. The best part of the next story mm-hmm, is the picture. Are the pictures that were floating around the internet? Right. That were obviously not the pictures. That. Okay. First, the story. There was a store caught putting googly eyes on fish. Right. To make them look more fresh. Yeah. So in the week that that story dropped, which I think was just last week, right? September 1st. Yeah. So yeah, about a week and a half ago. Um, when this story dropped, um, there were pictures, you know, cartoon eyes drawn on these fish, and they just got more <laughs> and more ridiculous. And uh, kind of like, you know, you know how memes get out of control. Right. Um, yeah. Somebody always goes too far. Uh, it's just, it's just <laughs> wonderful. It's just wonderful. Um, the puns. You know I'm a big fan of word humor. I know. The article opens up with there's something fishy going on around here. And I just be like. Oh, it's so good. Thank you. So um, funny. To set, to set our <laughs> listeners' mind at ease. Well, some of our listeners. Uh, this didn't happen here. This has not happened anywhere near the Fredericksburg area. Um, this is something that happened in Kuwait. Yeah. Uh, which is plenty far away that you won't, you know, even if you're traveling the the country, you're you're, you're not going to probably encounter that in America. This, <laughs> um, there were pictures too, by the way. Yes. Um, and I don't know how long 
I don't know how long this guy thought he was going to get away with it because it's pretty know. damned obvious that the, the, <laughs> the pictures, they don't even look like fish eyes. No, they don't. I, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, how do these people not know that like they, like they straight up just look like teddy bear eyes on a, you know, on a thing. I don't get it. That is not what fish look like. No, it's not. You're completely accurate. What is the, uh, like there's gotta be a moral line for, like that you're not you're not supposed to cross when it comes yeah. to trying to sell a product or well, make, a, make a product more appealing in the United States there is and and spe- spe- <laughs> but like laws especially with food yeah. especially oh no stop it okay is your phone singing no it was my uh, I pulled up the next article and Uh-oh. I guess there's an ad or, yeah. or something um but I mean okay so so here here are some here are some practices uh-huh. um when buying Fish. <laughs> what kind of qualities would you look Are for? Are you looking for? Would you look for? Yeah. So the eyes should not be sunken. They should be, you know, puffy, um, which is probably why they use googly eyes. But anyways, um, you, they don't. They shouldn't actually smell like fish. Because if they're fresh, they shouldn't sm- smell like right. fish. Right. Um, matter of fact, fresh like salmon and trout smells like watermelon. Um, that's good knowledge. Yeah. Um, but I mean, other than that, you just want to look for like no discoloration. They shouldn't be like visibly dirty. Like they shouldn't have like mud or anything like that on them. Uh, what about storage? Like, like I, I've always been told that when, when they're on fresh ice or like on a bed of ice and, and, yeah. and you know, just like you said, they, they look clean and presented and the eyes look puffy. The fish should look alive. Right. They should look like they're basically alive. Um, but yeah, they will, most places will keep them on a bed of ice no matter where they are, whether they're out for display or they're in the cooler, they'll keep them on a bed of ice. I'm just saying, look, if you go to a place and they've got a tank out front (laughs) and there are fish swimming in the tank and they say, which one do you want? You don't want that fish either. No. I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, yeah, no. Right. I wouldn't do that because... Um, I've never encountered that. I'm well, just saying, like, so hypothetically. Of, yeah, so a lot of times <laughs> those places don't, like, feed those fish, and they end up eating the other fish in oh, the tank. That's, that's horrifying. Yeah. Ugh. It goes the same way for, like, the lobsters and stuff like that, too. So. All right, so this is my favorite story of the night. Yeah. Yeah. You go ahead and set it up. Okay. All right. This article comes to us from CNET.com. Legit. And it is Mysterious Observatory Evacuation Stirs Alien Conspiracy Theories. Um, The FBI showed up and evacuated the remote Sunspot Solar Observatory in southern New Mexico almost a week later, and no one knows why. This article came out yesterday. It did. Yeah, by the way. So, like, this is fresh news, folks. Yes. So, it came to us yesterday. Um, so, it starts talking uh, about... You know, it wasn't just the observatory. No, I didn't know that. They evacuated the local area, including the town post office. Like... Oh, so it really was, like, everywhere. Yeah. So, this was with uh, the Dunn Solar Telescope is the picture. That's a pretty crazy looking mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah, Black Hawk, Heli- Black Hawk helicopter, a bunch of people around, uh, antennas and work crews on towers, but nobody would tell, tell us anything. This is the, uh, Otero County Sheriff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that I just want to focus on that. Like, there's no hiding this conspiracy. Right. Like, I feel like this is – if this is not in the news – and this is like like this is something we should be digging into. Yeah. Um, they eva- they closed the observer. The FBI agent showed up, mm-hmm. shut the place down, and cleared the town. Yep. What the hell is that? I don't know. That's like, you know, it's like when you um see the guys in like the Humvees like driving around Fredericksburg, and nobody knows why. And because it's not, and it's not just like one that you know is like you know, whatever from Quantico and yeah, there's always like a whole fleet. It's a whole caravan and no one ever says anything. Or like, if you see like the random helicopters that, you know, will just happen. I mean, I guess that's explainable because the president doesn't live too far, but here's what's here's what's crazy. The association of universities, the association, the association of universities (laughs) for research in astronomy or, Mm -hmm. or aura, um, they manage the facility. Uh, and there's a statement that they're addressing a security issue. So there's, okay, there's a security issue that leads to a temporary evacuation of the facility and the surrounding areas. Um, what security issue at an observatory endangers the entire town? Right. Right. Like, for real. Yeah. Something... I mean, if it's just an observer, I mean, what happened? Did an eight-year-old like set a bomb that to that ain't no Russia? that ain't that ain't no that ain't no observatory, right? It's not an observatory at all, right? So, do you think that like the reality of the situation is is that it's like Stranger it, Things is real? Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, it's that's true. And, it, and it's starting. Yeah, Stranger Things is real, and it's starting right now. Okay, <laughs> so now we wait. We wait. So we wait. And hopefully Sean Astin will save us all. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. Um, that's uh, that's it for our stories tonight. We're going to end a couple of minutes early to set up for our next show. Yeah. Um, next week, we are going to have another fresh episode with some uh, awesome new things. If you, the listener, want to hear about anything in particular... Uh, or or think we should we should look into something sketchy, or if you've got any information about something sketchy, we want to know, because mm-hmm. um, we like asking questions and we're curious, and that what if is very very uh, addicting. So you can catch us on our um, COI Facebook page, and you can also catch us on fxbgpublicradio.com. Yeah, and if you missed the live broadcast, you can always like, share, and subscribe. I don't. That's not an option. They have to like, share, and subscribe. Yeah, yeah. This is great. This <laughs> this is great audio for a commute or a slow work day. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, get in touch with us. Get in touch with us. Tell us what you want us to uh be about, and we will catch you next time. Say goodbye. Bye.